What's up, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of the UI Buzz podcast. I'm your host, as always, Peter Widom. You can find me in this podcast at peterwidom.com. So I want to be one of the cool kids, and I'm going to do one of those looking ahead for 2023, my plans, just like everybody else does. And also in this episode, I am also going to be talking about the game that I've been working on and lots of development that took place over the holidays on that. Had a lot of fun with that. And I think you might find that interesting as well. But first of all, let's go ahead and dive into some thoughts of what I want to achieve this year. Now, I'm not calling these New Year's resolutions because I don't think those work. I think you set yourself up for failure on those a lot of the time. At least that's always the way it's been for me. I prefer to have goals that are things that it's like, hey, I would love dearly to get this done this year. And so that's what I've got. And I've actually got three of them. Now, I'm sure there's more, but these are the three that I'm going to put out there in public so you can hold me accountable for them, and hopefully this inspires you to do something similar. A lot of folks I know always say about how they have problems with their side projects and everything they're working on because they don't set themselves goals or milestones like you do with, in air quotes, work, right, for projects and things like that. And so that's how I look at these, and I'm hoping it inspires you to do the same and maybe help you get over that that slight procrastination problem. So number one is I think I'm going to go back and I want to rebuild my own main personal website, peterweedham.com, and I want to rebuild it as a static website again. I've been there before, but I went back to WordPress because... It just gets to be a bit of a nightmare when you have, I I forget, but I know I've got over 300 odd blog posts on there and it becomes a real management problem for the content when it's something like that on a static site, at least the way I did it before. And it's easier to manage that in a WordPress site. And it's also easier to deal with dynamic content on a WordPress site, things like advertising that you may have or something like that. It is slightly more complicated, at least it has been, and I'll get into that, when it comes to doing it on a static site. And that's why I went back. But there is no denying that a performance of even the best WordPress hosting on the planet, which is subjective for sure, But even with good WordPress hosting, it's never going to be as fast and as responsive as a static site. And that is always a huge benefit. For example, my other site, compileswift.com, that is a Astro-built site with a static site. And it is lightning fast by comparison to anything I, I have on WordPress and have done before as well. So that's probably the way I'm going to go. I was super impressed with Astro when it turned 1.0 last year as a site generator. And it certainly was a breeze to rebuild CompileSwift.com and do that. And I think I'm going to use the same technologies there to rebuild PeterWidham.com. And I'm really going to try to incorporate some of the dynamic aspect as well so that I don't have to manage that stuff. And I, th- I think I know of a couple of ways to do it, and I need to experiment them. So that's why I've put this out as a long-term project for the year, so that I can spend time. The site is peterwidham.com is up and running. It, it suffered a glitch recently, which is another reason why I'm thinking about it again, because my hosting company essentially screwed up, is what happened, something in the back end. 
and took forever, took a couple of days. As you all know, anything web-based never happens immediately. And it took a few days to get it worked out. And it was frustrating that I had to deal with this, especially over the holidays. So I think I'm going to go back. Netlify has always been the site that I use for hosting static websites. And they have never given me a single problem. I really think Netlify is fantastic. So I may go back to hosting it there again. So that's number one. Number two is I did ship my first personal iOS project last year. I've spoken about that a bit briefly, but I'll probably speak a bit more about it in the future to, to help those who have ever wondered about doing that themselves. And this year I want to ship at least one more. And I say at least one more because I have a few ideas, but I have one that I have been building on my live streams, my coding live streams, which you can find at twitch.tv forward slash compileswift, or you can go to compileswift.com and find it there as well. And it's an app that helps people who are looking for jobs. It is a job tracker app. And the idea is that you can put all your details in there to stay up to date and manage and organize all the job applications that, that you may be putting out there. And I, I hope that it's a real benefit to folks in the current situation where they're looking for jobs and things like that. And it's going to be free as well, because that's the right thing to do in this situation, I feel. And so I want to get that completed and I work on that on the live streams and you can certainly, like I say, you can check it out and see how it's going there. And if you go over to, like I say, twitch.tv forward slash compile swift, you'll see the streams there and you can enjoy those and get a feel for the app and where it's going. We have a lot of fun on those live streams and a great chat room. And I've been building that there in public so that other folks can learn from what I'm doing as well. But I want to get that app out there this year for folks and I think it's very doable because arguably I could ship it right now but I want to clean up just a few things before I do that and add just a couple of missing features that I think would be helpful and beneficial from the outset on a on the sort of the 1.0 release I feel like they should be there so that's the second thing and then thirdly I would really like to get the first version of my idle game that I've been working on out there as well and that's going to lead me into the next topic, which I'll dive into details because I did a lot of work on that over the holidays. But I really think I need that kick to, to get it over the finish line. It is well into development, but it just needs to be pushed that final, whatever, 100 yards to get it over the finish line and ship it. And I there's the, there's some complications there. But there's also no reason that I couldn't do it as well in, in some form. So let's go ahead and dive into that portion of this episode, my developer game update, if you like, the journal part. Over the holidays, I was spending a lot of time playing my own game, which is great because, I, as you always hear me say, if you really want to make the best stuff, you've got to use that stuff. And when it comes to this game came about as an idea because I wanted it to exist and I wanted to play it. And so I thought, I'm going to have to make it. And that's what I'm doing. And it's an idle game. And I won't dive too much into the details. There are plenty of blog posts on my development journey on peterwidham.com for this game. that give you lots of insight into it. And I'll put a link in the show notes for it, where you can keep following it there as well. But the basic idea is it's an idle game. And in an idle game, 
you play it, but it also does some things for you while you're not playing in the background. And that's the idea there. So the idea for this one is you're building a hacking empire, if you like. You can recruit hackers and then you can buy machines and everything else to help improve your your hacking power that you will then use for various things, like fighting bosses and that kind of stuff. It's mostly done. Mostly done in the sense of a 1.0 release. There's lots of things that aren't in there yet, but this is something I have been doing as just a, a passion project. And, and because I want to spend my time, I want it to be exactly what I wanted it to be. And that's going to take as long as it takes, because there's a lot of things in there I don't know how to do, and i got to learn how to do them. These are all parts of the reasons for doing this project. And like I say, it's, if you're doing it for yourself to play it, it's always going to be better than just making something because you think other people will play it and you don't play it yourself. So it's taken me, I guess I've been working on this for maybe a couple of years now from the original idea into the last year with lots of heavy coding to make it happen. And I'm mostly of the way there. The boss fights are not in place yet. I have still not figured out what I want that mechanic to be. And that's part of the fun there. But I also think I might be able to ship the initial version without the boss fights. And the reason being is it's going to take you a while to generate everything you need to be powerful enough to start fighting bosses. And potentially you could be doing all of that in that first version while I finish off the boss fights and release that as an update. That is something I'm entertaining. I'm not sure that I'm going to do that yet, but I'm, I'm certainly entertaining the idea. And along with that, there's lots of little UI things that I've been working on to just refine it, give you some of the metrics, some of the numbers that I think you will need to help you make the best decisions. Because the idea here as well is the game, you, you will basically progress through the game in the sense of how powerful you get and how many resources you have and everything else based on the decisions you make. And that's not to imply that there's any kind of artificial intelligence behind it or anything like that. But the decisions you make will very much influence how quickly you generate resources or lose resources or things like that. So that's a lot of balance in there. And over the holidays, as I was playing this a lot, I noticed some issues in the balance that I wanted to work on. And I'll probably do a separate episode on that because I think it will be specifically useful for people who like or want to develop their own games and give them some things to think about as to how to do it and things that you need to take into account and some things that I've learned that work and don't work. And I think I'll probably do a dedicated episode on that. So a lot of balanced things. Some bugs I've been working through as well. I still cannot get it to run on iOS because there's a problem, I'm using Unity, and I have a plugin, fantastic plugin, a package called Easy Save 3 that I use in Unity to save the game data. And it is fantastic. I absolutely love it. But for some reason, it is not working for me on iOS. I can get it to work on Mac, Windows, and Android, but I cannot get it to work on iOS. And those are the four platforms that I want to release this game on. So I'm still looking into that as well. And I've been playing it on my Android tablet because it's not the best Android tablet on the planet, which I think actually makes it perfect because it lets me see some of the performance issues as well on a lower power device. 
And that is something else I, over the holidays I've been spending a lot of time with. I do a lot of this stuff, by the way, on the live streams. I do have an alternative Twitch. I have two Twitch channels. I mentioned one of them already, Compulsory. But I have another one, which is twitch.tv forward slash UI buzz. And that's where I do my game playing and my game development and other non-Apple development related stuff. And I'll probably start streaming again some of the development on this. So you can get an insight, if you are curious, into the background of what does the development look like? What does the game look like? And how am I thinking about this? And all those things, you'll get that raw live stream feel for it from what I'm doing there. And there'll be a lot more of that this year as well. Because I want to start trying to generate some buzz. And I have no idea how to market a game. I am not a marketing guru. I'm a guy that makes things. And I love the making of them. I'm not a marketing person. i got to deal with that problem too. But these that's something I was working with a lot over the holidays and working on now. Thoroughly enjoying it. And I love the fact that I'm still loving to play the game. And working on the development after all this time. That tells me that I... It may not be a market. Market success is so relative, right? It's a niche thing. But it tells me at least I am building what I wanted to build because I'm still playing it and still enjoying the development and working through it. And that is everything this project was meant to be. And I hope that other people love to play it too. That is a goal. And I certainly want that to happen. But I've got no illusion here that I've got a mega smash on my hands or anything like that. This was a game I wanted to see in the world and play. And so many games I've from indie developers that I've heard started like that and they're still playing them today, their own games. And I think that's great. I think that is the way to do these things. If you can make your own games, go for it. It is so much fun. And I get it's funny because I get frustrated with my own game when I start losing resources and... Um, I have to figure out how to get them back because it tells me I did it right because I can't essentially cheat at my own game, which tells me that I've got something right somewhere. And I laugh at myself when I get frustrated with it. But that's the way it's meant to be, right? Because now i got to figure out how to get them back in the game. So that's kind of a quick update on a few things as we get into the new year here. I really enjoy doing these podcasts. And I also want to say thank you to... Everybody that has put in ratings and reviews for this podcast, thank you so much for going to The Time and Trouble. I know it doesn't seem like a lot, and I know you hear a lot of podcasters say it. It really is so important because it means the world to us, right? It tells us someone is listening, and they either like what you're doing, or they have some suggestions on how to make it better, or what they don't like, and that massively helps it, it truly does if you want to rate and review this podcast i would very much appreciate it and thank you to you to those that have done it and those who may do it again this really means the world there's no obviously as you can tell there's no funding or anything on this podcast other than everything that comes out of my own pocket and i do it because i love doing it and hopefully you love to listen to it let me know with that, I'm going to leave it there, and I will speak to you in the next episode. Take care.